This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think I've found mine? I don't think that it's true that everyone has the one thing that they should be doing. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think you could have a very fulfilled life and be doing multiple things that either make you happy or make a lot of other people happy, but make you happy at the same time. Like, Mm -hmm. I think there's, I don't think everyone just has one true calling. Let's take a breath. (sighs) Hey guys, I'm Cindy Lutwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. All right. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Happy Wednesday or whenever you press play. I am just happy that you are here. Um, We have a very special, special guest on. He is back. It's been a while since we've had you on the podcast, Nick. Welcome back. It's been a minute. How have you been? Have you missed? Have you missed um, giving advice and showing up for the community? What have you been up to? I have not missed giving advice. I think we cleared that up in the last podcast. But uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoy doing this, so I miss that part of it. Just being on the podcast and having fun. so Well, hopefully we can have a lot of fun today. I have a game that we're going to play later. I've never played this game in my life, so it could go either way. Um, before we get into all of that, we like to just have fun here. So I have a couple questions I want to ask you from the beginning. One, how did you handle that loss um, of the Super Bowl? We haven't heard from you since the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. So how have you been since that very well, bad I've loss? been fine until now. Completely <laughs> forgot about it. Uh, uh. No, I mean, listen, it was – L.A.'s a tough team, you know, and it, the big, the worst part for me is, and I know this is going to piss off your L.A. listeners, but the the thing that hurts the most is not the fact that they actually lost because it was a – if you watch the Super Bowl, it was a great game. They fought hard. Um, the thing that hurts the worst is that L.A. doesn't even have a fan base. This doesn't mean anything to them. You were in LA, yeah, at a party, and you said people were asking who who, who, who was, was in the playing? Super Bowl. Like that strikes a nerve with me because this city has suffered long enough, and like there's people who have had season tickets through through all the downs. There really hasn't been any ups. They've kept their season tickets. They've stood by this team and supported the team when it, it, they could have easily become a Buccaneers fan or a Patriots fan, a team that would be easy to root for, Kansas City Chiefs fan. Mm-hmm. Obviously easy teams to root for because they're constantly winning, right? But <clears throat> the city has stood by and we've taken our licks and we've continued to fight and to press on and to move forward. And LA doesn't deserve it. I'm just going to say it. LA doesn't deserve it because they get a new team every three years. So there's no fan loyalty, say whatever you want, but it just doesn't mean as much to them as it means to the city of Cincinnati. That's all I'll say. Great team, great game. You know, if you're going to lose it to anyone, you want to lose it to a team like that who's got multiple weapons, can hurt you many different ways and keep it close like that. For for us to keep it close like that is is awesome. So that's all I'll say. 
Okay. Well, I thought that was going to be a couple words. But. No. I mean, I'm obviously, you struck a nerve. I guess <laughs> I've been thinking about this for a, since since the game. And yeah. I mean, congratulations, LA Rams. I I will say means. I agree with um, the fact that this Cincinnati is very loyal. I saw I went from Cincinnati Airport to the Los Angeles Airport, and just the difference between the two cities as far as like decorating, like there was a f- huge light up who day sign in the Cincinnati Airport with balloons. People were lining up to take pictures in front of it. That was just in the airport. So. It's the loyalty and the passion is there. I mean, I don't know if I've said this on my podcast before, but I was taking yoga for the few weeks before and my yoga teacher is adorable and she would not stop playing the same Bengals playlist because she was so excited and was rooting for the team and everyone was wearing the colors for every week that there was a game, everyone had Bengals colors on. So the support was there. Um, the whole city was invested. But I think it's a win. I think just showing up and getting to play, I think that's huge. You got to play on the biggest stage there is. So. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not like a diehard <laughs> fan of anything, really, um, except for the, the good old US of A. <laughs> These colors don't run. So I'm not like a diehard fan. Like I watch them every week. I have watched them every week since as long since the day I was born, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just cool for the city. Like that's that's why I was rooting so hard. So if you saw her TikToks or whatever, like I played football my entire life, played through college. So I'm I'm a I'm a football fan, but most importantly, I'm a Cincinnati fan. So it was cool to see them get that far. And then obviously you have Cincinnati Bearcats making it to the college football playoffs for the first time. And you know, obviously they got you know they took their licks in that game against Alabama. But just to see you know, Cincinnati football, whether it be college or the NFL, kind of kind of finally getting a look and being able to play at the highest level has been awesome. So it's been a great year for Cincinnati football. All right. Well, I'll save you all from the football talk. I'll just say congratulations. Um, okay. A couple more questions before we get into our game. First of all, I've been saying – I've been turning into my mother one day at a time. Every single day I wake up, I become more like her. And one thing that I do that she um, has done my whole life is say every single well-known phrase incorrect. <laughs> and I'm sure that if you've listened to my podcast before, you've heard me say many a phrase wrong. That's just me. That's who I am. Um, but I would like you to review some of the sayings that I've said the past couple of weeks because it's it happens constantly. And I don't even realize I'm doing it. But you're, you get to hear it firsthand. So do you recall some sayings that I have been saying completely wrong lately the first one was about dixie dixie was like i don't know she was feeling extra cuddly and was <laughs> not sure what that was you all right okay dixie was so far or like sitting so close to her and like tucked up in her legs because sydney was like laying on her side she said she's so far up my ass she'd be inside me <laughs> that sounds right to me not right it doesn't even make sense. Like it's yeah. not only is it not the right saying, if you just said that, it wouldn't make sense. Why not? She'd, she's so far up my ass, she'd be inside me. Yeah. If, she if what? If she wanted you see further. what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't get it. Explain to me what the actual phrase is supposed to be. Well, you could have made it work almost if you said she's, if she was in, if she were any further up my ass, she'd be inside me. Mm-hmm. So that kind of works. 
<laughs> I think I was just over explaining the fact that she was so far in my ass. Yeah. So that's one. Um, any other that you can recall? So the other one was we were, I was talking to one of my buddies and he was talking about just how people were leaving his company and going to do something else. And he thought it was because of their leadership. So I was telling Sydney this and she goes, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Where one thing happens, more thing happens. One person starts quitting, the next person starts. They all start quitting. That doesn't, that's not, that's where not smoke, it there's though. fire. No, what where there's it? smoke, there's fire means like if you're, like follow the evidence and you're going to find, follow the clues and you're going to find the cause, right? So where there's smoke, if you follow the smoke, you're eventually going to find the fire. Oh. So like <laughs> if you're trying to find corruption, like people will say, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. Or they'll say uh, that was the smoking gun, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not, <laughs> not how you used it, but. Hmm. <clears throat> what would I, sh- what should I have said when one person Jumps off a bridge, everybody does? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's a cool phrase for it. but uh, I'm sure there is. I just can't think of it off the top The most that. famous phrase that my mom ever used was, she woke up in the morning, goes to my dad and goes, I slept like a pig last night. That was my favorite. <laughs> Which I guess the phrase is, what is the phrase? I'm not, I don't know what actually, what's the actual phrase? I slept like a log. I slept like a log, which means like you slept really hard. She said, I slept like a slept pig. Slept like a rock. Yeah. She said, I slept like a pig last slept night. Slept like a baby? Any any of those want to work. I'm not really sure how a pig sleeps. I assume it's similar to how Dixie sleeps. But oh, She just mixed too. It was like, I'm sweating like a pig and yeah. I slept like a pig. Yeah, that's what I do too. Especially if I've had one glass of wine, which is why I can't usually drink on this podcast because my whole train of thought just goes completely out the window. I can't remember names, places, anything like details, don't know. So I'm turning into my mother one day at a time, which will be really fun for us planning the wedding together because we'll just probably it's a good person kill to turn each other. Into. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But you just like as a daughter, you don't always want to be exactly like your mom. So, but I can't, I can't fight it, you know? I wouldn't. Yeah. So I'm sure now that I've outed myself, everyone's going to hear me say really dumb stuff probably in this episode alone. Um, but, you know, that's me and I'm embracing it and I'm loving it. Um, one other thing, we have a new Weeby baby coming any moment now. Yeah. So if we're checking the phones. We're checking our phones. It's not ours. <laughs> Someone straight up DM'd me this week because I was emotional about my bird dying. I, we had this bird for 20 years or something and it just died this week and I was crying. I was also, I think, hormonal this week because of my period. Someone goes, oh my gosh, are you pregnant? A medium. like, read what I wrote. <laughs> she was... And so she sent me that and I was like, haha, no. <laughs> Thank you though. And she goes, Oh, I just saw that you were emotional and I was hoping that you were pregnant. I was like, Too quite, soon. Quite the leap. Yeah. So I guess it's I pretty, can't cry. <laughs> pretty long bridge you have to cross to meet. Because I'm pregnant. Um, so I'm not pregnant, but his sister in law is mm. pregnant again and she is due any moment. So new Weeby Baby coming. We're excited. <clears throat> um, Weeby Baby. Weeby baby. Um, last few questions. I just thought we could do some fast hitting ones. Nick, can you name your top three pet peeves? If you had to pick three. Oh yeah. Let's go for it. If I have to narrow it down to three. <laughs> go if for you it. met me. I know. Uh, first one, 
when I'm talking and somebody constantly cuts me off and tries to like finish my sentence. That will t- send me into an absolute tailspin. And she does it once a day. Almost every time <laughs> I, I just talk. Did it right there. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm working through it. Okay, that's number one. Great. I bet these are all going to be about me. So perfect. Well, I mean, who else would they be about? We live together. It could just be about the world. Okay. Well, these um, number two, when like cabinets are left open, uh, can't take it. <laughs> also a big problem of mine. Yeah. Like once you get something out of a cabinet, you close it because that's the whole reason you have a door on there <laughs> is so people don't see what's inside. So close it. Okay. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> Taking notes on the side here. Um, um, number three, I can do one that's not you related. Okay. Um, like when I'm driving and somebody like comes flying up on my ass. So I get over and then they don't pass me. They just sit right next to me. <laughs> Like in that lane, yeah. like in the lane next to me, they just, they don't go any faster. They don't pass me and get around me. They just stay in the lane and then go slower actually until I come to a car where I'm trying to pass and I can't because this idiot flew up on my ass, made me get over and then s- sat slow in the fast lane. So I can't get in front of them to get around the next car. I can't express how much that pisses me off. You are the most willing to get in like road fights I've ever seen. Like you, you hold grudges with people driving around you. Like if someone's on your ass, you will go 14. Yeah. Well, especially on, so our road is 25 and people will come flying down our hill at like 50, 60 miles an hour. So if they come flying down my ass, I will go the exact speed limit, which is 25 until I get to my house. And even when I turn in, it'll be, you'll think that I'm driving a tractor trailer. You'll think that I'm driving an 18 wheeler, how slow that I turn into my driveway. Yeah. The spite is high. I I would say 95% of what I do in life is out of spite. Yeah. So I try to use that to my advantage and make him do things that I want him to do out of spite, but I haven't figured out the system yet. So I'll, I'll let you know. I think my three would be... I don't know. I don't really get mad that much. Maybe you should. <laughs> um, I would say probably when I like continue to talk about like world events, like current events, when she clearly doesn't want to talk about it anymore. I'm very sensitive, so she will tell me to like, okay, I can't, do, I can't talk about this anymore, or can I please turn the news off? It's like, yeah, okay. Which I I like to be informed. Don't say like I don't, but. I, I don't I think can you only, told me you don't like I know. To. Well, people are always like, that's a privilege to not be informed, which I get. But like, I cannot function sometimes watching too much news. Like, I physically won't be able to get out of bed in the morning. Like, that is just like how sensitive I am. So I, so what I'm doing now is just having you tell me what I need to know, essentially. Like, let me know about the bigger things that I need to be informed on to protect myself and, you know, go about the day. But like, sometimes I literally have to set boundaries with like watching the news. Like I was, I watched one video the other day and was bawling, crying and it was like a 15 second video. So I, I just, for me personally, that's how I have to manage taking in the news. But 
I'm fully informed because of this guy. He keeps me informed. He won't let me not be. So that's good. Um, I'll just say pet peeves are when you get mad at me for doing things like not being able to close the cabinets and um, things that I just, you know, naturally do. Um, another pet peeve is when my sock would fall down in my shoe. Can't stand it. Um, and then one more could be. It's not really a pet peeve, though. Really? That is. A pet peeve is more of like something that someone else does that you don't like. I just don't like when that happens. It pisses me off. Cool. I'm sure and most I, people don't like when they're. Exactly. Cl- so any part of their clothing that could be goes my top out three. of position. I, a pet peeve is like something that somebody else does or something else, something that someone else does to you that bothers you. I disagree, but. that's not. There is no disagreement. That's exactly <laughs> what a pet peeve is. Okay. Well, we'll just say I don't get that so, bothered by people. Let's do like two more. Best thing that you've ever learned on TikTok. That's a good, I mean, phew, I've learned so much, especially when it comes to like House home stuff. improvement yeah. stuff. That is literally all my algorithm is right now. I think it's almost outweighed. I'm not even joking. I think it's almost outweighed uh, bulldog videos. Really? Yeah. I like it. All that I have on TikTok is home improvement. So I've learned a lot. I don't think I can pinpoint one thing. My biggest one I learned lately was the jeans one. So if you they sell these buttons on Amazon that look like jean buttons. So most of our pants, especially for females, don't fit in the waist, but they'll fit in the legs. So you can put the button to the right or the left of your main jean button and clip it. So you can take the opposite side of your jeans and make them tighter around the waist. It's an amazing invention. Didn't know it existed. And TikTok taught me how to do it. But in general, in general, TikTok teaches me how much I don't know about everything. Like makeup, hair, cleaning. It's it's always like, it's not necessarily teaching me something that I don't know how to do. It's always teaching me something that I know how to do, but I could do it better. Yeah. Like, so I, or like an easier way of doing something. That's I've learned true. a lot on TikTok and I'm really not ashamed to say that. So. All right. Last question I'll ask you. What are your favorite products right now? I'm a big, I like cuts, uh, shirts, mm-hmm. big fan of cuts, shirts. I feel like you live and die by your whoop band. Yeah, whoop band. You cannot get out of bed in the morning without checking how his sleep was, which in my opinion, I feel like knowing so much about your sleep and how well you slept makes you feel like your sleep wasn't good enough always. Well- Like I could have slept not that well, but just didn't know about it. So mentally, I'm not thinking that I didn't sleep well, if that makes sense. Well, it can like it for me, it just like confirms a lot for me. Like I'll- I'd be like, man, I don't think I got a, a lot of sleep last night. And I will look at my whoop and my recovery is like 4%. I'm like, yep, definitely did not get good sleep last night. It always tell, it, um, it also helps to like tell me when I should take a day off from like working okay. out or if I'm doing something to the house that's been putting quite the strain on my body or whatever. Like if I have consecutive really bad nights of sleep, like like three or four consecutive nights of sleep where it's just like horrible recovery and my strain is like through the roof. Well, then I should probably take a day off. Yeah. And then I'm usually like that night after I take a day off, I'm usually back in the green like immediately. So that's what I like about it is it just kind of confirms what you think your body's telling you. Mm. For the people that don't know what it is, it's kind of like a Fitbit, but it's a little bit more streamlined and it tells you all kinds of different stats about yourself which is pretty cool i want to get the aura ring 
Yeah, me too, actually. That's when you get married. But like not on top of that, yeah. On top on top of that, like I I read early on about how people were having a inclination that they may have COVID. Everything is based off of your like heart rate. Mm-hmm. So they were seeing their like variable heart rate or whatever like skyrocket. And that usually means you're either in a high altitude environment or you're sick. So people were like seeing the spike and they would go to their doctor and get tested and be like, yep, you got you got the vid. So mm-hmm. it's incredible what whether it's Whoop or Fitbit or whatever, these fitness trackers can the type of information they can give you just based off a couple of different readings. It's crazy. Any other products that you wanna um drop? Why don't you give me an idea? You've been liking Tula. Don't I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to you were gonna do upgrade that. his skincare I should not routine. Have asked. I'm not, it's face lotion, okay? That's yeah, the only but thing But you weren't I wearing it before and you, I finally got you a face lotion that you like to use. So I just like it because it's not. Tula. It's their day cream. It's great. It's very light. My favorite products right now are still the Dyson Airwrap. I'm freaking in love with that thing. And I know it's so expensive, but it has changed my hair. It's changed it. And it oh, what? I have another one. I'm sorry. Okay. My uh, Remarkable. You've probably oh, yeah. seen the Instagram ads, but it's awesome for work. It's like an electronic notebook that keeps you can like it feels like you're handwriting on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and it saves all your notes. Um, you can convert them so it's actually an actual like writ or a typed out format. Oh, really? So, so you, you can, can change it. you can change it to like a, almost like an email if you wanted to send an email, but you wanted to just write it out first. Mm. You can convert text. You can save it as a PDF and like send your notes to people. It's really cool. I so. like that because I like writing things out and it helps me remember things better, but it would be nice to be able to like gather all that information on my computer. So maybe I'll invest in that at some point. Sorry. Didn't okay. to catch you off. Um, I would say my Dyson, my new coffee machine. I'm obsessed with it. I am a barista now. I can foam my milk so quick. I use it every single day, probably twice a day. I've been really using, I've been really loving Kiehl's skincare. I'm trying to simplify things. I get to try things so much that sometimes I like to just go a little simple with it. I wanted to dial things back. So Kiehl's has got this like really lightweight moisturizer is really light, really nice. And I love their like uh, midnight oil that you put on your face at night. been loving that. Yeah. No free ads. No free ads. I just thought it'd be fun to share our favorite products. Yeah. I bought those with my own money that I earned. Um, Okay. Let's get into a game. So this game I learned from – I've actually heard of this a couple of times. I just never thought to buy it. I uh, interviewed Kat Stickler from TikTok the other day. That episode will be coming out after this. Um, And she's been using this game and I was like, I want to try it. So it's called We're Not Really Strangers. I don't think we'll actually like play play, but it's basically a bunch of different questions and they have expansion packs. So it's actually a really good idea if you're dating right now and you want to like up your question game or like get to know your person that you're dating. You could do this over the phone. Like we could have done this on FaceTime, I think, when we were like talking or with your friends or really whatever. So there's like different levels. There's level one, two, three. Should we start like easy and then kind of pick from more and then we can go to the relationship one. Sure. I should have opened these. I'm sorry. Dead air. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Let's start here. Okay. I'm asking you a question about myself, I think. So how likely am I to go camping? How high maintenance is my setup? I think it depends on what your definition of camping is. So like Sydney's parents go camping all the time and they have their Airstream and it's nicer than my entire house. It's pretty awesome. But um, 
So if you're talking like that, for sure. If you're talking like living off the land, you just have a tent or you don't even have shelter at all. You have to like build your own shelter. Um, I would die. I don't think there's a thing in the world that could force her. There's not a, I don't think there's a dollar amount that would get her to do that type of camping. But like when you, when you talk about camping, the camping your parents do, which is what a lot, most people do, then I think it's pretty likely because you do that. Yeah. Like I would never go on Survivor. Just the bugs alone and the no makeup on TV. I would not do it. I couldn't do it. Because when I would go camping when I was little, we would still stay in tents, but I would still put makeup on (laughs) and get myself ready. And I was like 12. So I've always been like this. Okay, great. You can ask me from the one pile. Do I seem like a morning person or a night owl? Why? Oh, yeah, that's really easy. Um, He is so such a morning person that he wakes up. If he could wake up earlier, if you could wake up at 2.30 in the morning every day, you'd be happier. He loves a morning routine. He loves to like stretch out his mornings. And I love that you have that practice and that you are so loyal to it. But yeah, you are such a morning person. I mean, if you could go to bed at like 6.30 p.m., I feel like you would. That's a stretch. I mean, if I uh, could yeah. be <laughs> if I could be asleep by eight thirty, yeah, then I, that would my body would be performing at optimal levels. Which is when I am just getting energy for the day. It's around eight thirty p.m. Okay, should we go level two? Sure. Uh, what is the most unexplainable thing that's ever happened to you? <laughs> Easy. Uh, dislocated and fractured my C three and C four vertebrae in two thousand thirteen. And was told I had a zero percent chance of ever learning how to walk or ever gain, regaining the use of my arms and legs and walking again. So, and you did how many days later? Three days. Yeah, I was up walking. It was not pretty, but I was walking. But doctors were like, "We don't know, man. We don't know." Got very it. lucky. So that would probably be the most unexplained thing about me. For sure. Okay. For I feel me. like these cards were made for us. I know. I like them. Describe your perfect day. Me? Yeah. Okay. Um, My perfect day would be sleeping in, um, waking up with him, probably somewhere in a hotel because we love vacations. Vaca- I call him vacation, Nick. He's generally a very stressed out person. But when you take this guy on vacation, you take him like 30 minutes away from the house, he turns into a different person. It's amazing. Um, so I'd be with va- I would be with Vacation Nick, and we would have breakfast in bed. Maybe I would go do some morning yoga somewhere on the beach, and then we would lounge in the sun, and then we'd have a really good lunch, like fresh food. <laughs> I like a lot of fresh food, fruit around the house. Um, maybe we'd go to like a luau later and like have a dance party. Um, live music and watch the sunsets and, you know, cuddle and hold hands and sit by a fire and have s'mores and... Okay, said perfect day, not perfect week. This is all (laughs) one day. This is my perfect day. Let me have this. And then maybe some, you know, some good stuff in the evening if you catch my drifts. No. Yes. Okay. That's my perfect day. Can't say. Yes, I can. Dude, your parents (laughs) listen to this. It's fine. It's not fine. We don't do that. Okay. Okay. Wild card. Admit something. Even if I like a show, but I originally said that it was dumb, you'll never know that I like it. Can you give me an example of a show? Um, or not necessarily that I like it, but that I'm like invested in it. Um, the one about the um, flight attendant. 
Oh, the flight attendant. You did like it. I didn't like it, but I was invested because I had started it. So So the flight attendant on HBO. It's a very like anxiety driven show because Haley Colco is like very anxious and all over the place on that show, but it's entertaining. I could see. I like that. I like that answer. Good to know. All right, level three. Well, you'll never know. That's the beauty. You'll never know. Reflection. Both players share something you're most grateful for in this current moment. I am just grateful for the time that you, me, and Dixie get to spend together. I'm actually leaving for tour in less than a week, um, and I'm trying not to future trip and think about how much I'm going to miss you guys. I'm just trying to be in the moment and enjoy the time that we have right now. Um, So I'm just grateful for right now. I mean, obviously, I'm grateful for that, too, so I don't want this to sound like I'm not. I mean, I'm about to have another niece, so I'm pretty effing grateful for that. Um, also grateful for the contributions that both of our our parents have made to this wedding, um, especially Sydney's parents, because they have gone above and beyond to make sure that this day is perfect. And obviously, we're not done planning or anything yet, but just the amount of time that her mom has spent with her um, not only with her, but on her own, because obviously the wedding is where they live and it's not, we don't live there. So we can't be there all the time, but the, the stuff that her mom has done behind the scenes on her own, um, on our behalf has been awesome. <laughs> unbelievable. So, um, funny story was when I was talking to my mom about budget and it's mostly just been my mom and I talking about wedding stuff and figuring it out together. Then my dad comes on the phone. He's like, oh, you know what? Let's up the budget. Let's let's do more. Let's If we're going to do it, let's have a good wedding. And he keeps just like trying to add stuff. And my mom's like, absolutely not. Like I am the one that controls the finances because of this reason that you don't you don't actually see the money. So <laughs> I'm sure you would think that we could just, you know, add more to it. He was like, no, it'll be fine. I'll I'll make it work. So we're, they're just very different. And I think it was very hilarious. So that was a great answer. Okay. Should we go to the relationship one? Sure. Cool. What's the best gift I've given you? Material and immaterial. Is that a word? Immaterial? Um, the best gift, I think, is probably material-wise is that Pat Tillman sign. That was really cool. She got me a metal sign with a quote on – with a quote from one of my – idols, role models, whatever you want to call it. The one person that I probably try to mold my life into being the most like. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, as far as non-material or immaterial. I learned a new word today. Yeah. Um, probably the fact that she moved here because I know it wasn't, it's not necessarily, I mean, it's a gift. Like it's, she didn't intend for it to be a gift, but it's a gift because that took a tremendous burden off of me with my job being here and having to be over the last two years, having to be at the office. And yeah, her moving here is, I'm so grateful for her for doing that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what fear do you think holds me back the most? I want to say fear of change. That would 
probably be pretty spot on. And it's not like just like the life changing. It's more of like it's also it's both. It's changing like your routine and the way you think things go. That would greatly affect your day for sure. And then just like in general change of like something going differently than you thought it was going to go like life-wise, if that makes sense. That's good. That's a good answer. <laughs> you probably could have. Yeah. I would have said the same thing. Not about you, but about me. Yeah. I know mine. What would you say my biggest fear is? Given your platform, I think the fear of not um, pleasing everyone. Yeah. Like I, th- I think that holds you back a lot. Not, not like professionally. I think just from what being genuine in every situation, mm-hmm. right? Like you're genuine, I'd say 98.8% of the time, but with like certain touchy topics or whatever, mm-hmm. not, or just posting something that, you know, you know, a lot of people are going to like, but there's going to be that one person who says a, a, a nasty comment or just can't mind their own uh, just can't mind their own business and which is the, you know, kind of the, that's kind of the price you pay for putting your, your life out there and yeah. being in the spotlight. So like you can't, can't necessarily fault that person for doing that, but at the same time, like you're not going to please them. So yeah. it's not a big deal. It keeps me really guarded and I know that. So I agree. What about you feels hardest to love? Uh, my stubbornness. Like I'm very hard headed. I'm very set in my ways. Um, I don't necessarily think that I'm right mm-hmm. on everything because I'm not absolutely not right on everything. Um, I'm the, but I'll be the first one to admit when I am wrong and like I did get something wrong or whatever. I'm still stubborn. And if I believe in something, then like, I'll be damned if you're going to try to get me to feel a different way about it. Mm-hmm. I'm now it's, it's different because like professionally, like you kind of have to play the part, like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got to play the part a little bit. I'm in sales, let's be honest. But, um, like personally, you're going to be hard, pre- you'll be hard pressed to find something that you can kind of change my mind on. Mm-hmm. If I ha- already have a, uh, like a belief on it. I will say with our, at least our arguments, you're the first person to admit you're wrong or to like try to come up with the resolution. You're better at that than I am for sure. What don't I give myself enough credit for? <laughs> you like to give yourself credit a lot. <laughs> um, I'll say tough, how huh? kind you are. Like I think you think that you come off across as like not like an open person or not like people can't turn to you, but you're extremely kind. And I don't think you give yourself enough credit for that. I think you're a lot more kind and easy to talk to you, t- easy to talk to than you think. I would agree with that. Um, we know each other so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, my default is like you know who my parents are. Like, yeah. if you met my dad, he's probably it would probably be your favorite person in the world. He's awesome. Same thing with my mom. She's a little bit softer, more softer spoken, but like, um my default is kindness. Like I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt yeah. initially. Like you're going to have my respect until you lose it and then you'll never get it back. It's kind of my. Noted. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you already have my respect. If we meet for the first time, uh, it's, it's essentially your responsibility to keep it. And I would hope that you would hold me to the same standard. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so my default is kindness, but to Sydney's point, or I guess what you just said, like everyone, uh, probably everyone on Instagram thinks that I'm people like you. a jerk. Uh, that's kind of part of the whole. It's the persona. It's the persona you're... that Sydney has portrayed for me, and I'm just keeping it up at this point. But it's my default brand. is kindness. Like I like I like being nice to people and having good conversations and like helping others, but I only like to help those who want to help themselves. So I can quickly turn into something else, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think I've found mine? I don't think that it's true that everyone has the one thing that they should be doing. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think you could you have a very fulfilled life and be doing multiple things that either make you happy or make a lot of other people happy, but make you happy at the same time. Like mm-hmm. I think there's, I don't think everyone just has one true calling. Um, so with that said, I don't know if you found yours. I don't think you have, which is a good place to be. Yeah. If you ask me, I mean, if you've already found your calling and, it, and, Maybe you're not necessarily happy with what you're doing, but you know that it's what you should be doing. Then that's kind of a, pardon my French, that's a shitty existence, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a good spot to be in to be our age and not really know yet what you're fully capable of doing and what you want to do for the rest of your life. I like that answer because I think it can be a scary – I like how you uh, – kind of change the perspective on it. Cause sometimes people feel like they want to find their purpose. So they're calling like immediately right now, but it's, I think it's good for you to say like, Oh, we shouldn't have necessarily found it yet. Like, and that's a good thing mm-hmm. cause it gives us time. And I think that's why I do so many different things just because I'm just like figuring it out. So what I you're, you know, you're allowed to do. That's- yeah. So I think what helps me is just doing what I like in the moment. Essentially. The thing that I don't like is when people say, I just haven't found what I want to do yet, but aren't actively like trying other things. Yeah. Like they're just hoping that it's going to show up one day. And I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that too, I guess. I mean, you know, there's, there's times where I've been, you know, I've gotten my ass whooped at work or whatever. And, you know, I'm not necessarily, I feel like I should be doing something else, but I, but it's not like I'm looking for different ways to, like fill that void. I'm just going about my business each and every day. Um, so I don't, I think it's on you. I like the, the universe isn't just going to like supply you with your calling or yeah. your purpose. In my opinion, I think some cases maybe, but usually well, yeah, in but general in, now for the general public, yeah. like for most people, you're going to have to search a little bit. It's not just going to, you know, show up on your doorstep one day. Love it. All right, we'll answer it for each of us. What am I most qualified to give advice about? Probably how to like either broaden your reach or enhance your brand via social media. Okay, I like it. I feel like you've poured your heart and soul into what you do from a podcast, like a posting standpoint on TikTok and Instagram and whatever. So you have a handle on it. And yeah, 
Okay. I'll say what Nick is most qualified. You have a lot of things that you're probably really qualified to give advice on, but you just don't really like it. Um, You're very good at – we'll start with like little stuff, cleaning anything. I learn things every single day on how to clean things properly. I've never done it right in my life. Um, And then deeper than that, I will say say like work ethic. Like I've never met someone that works as hard as you and consistently pushes yourself to show up 110%. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's cleaning a toilet or like being a a son, like anything, you're just like showing up 110%. And I will say the last thing is like how to laugh at life all the time. Like always make light of even very hard situations, which I think is a very important quality for people to have. So yeah. Would you agree with those? Yeah. I mean, some of those are hard to like give advice on. Okay. Right. Like those are kind of just things I'm- You're good at? Okay. Something tangible, um, practical tools, like dad stuff, how to fill, put air in your tire, the right way to install a light- um, the right way to clean a house, the right way to make even make a bed. You just you have the right tools for everything that you do, I feel like. So okay. okay. We'll do some like quick questions to finish and we'll both answer them. Um, what do you think I'm most likely to splurge on? Um I know home decor. True. Like um, of any kind. Pillows. Because it never stops. Yeah. <laughs> you can never have too much. Yours is sneakers. Yeah. Every time I look at his phone, he's on some new sneaker website and showing me which new ones you want. And I'm like, they look the same as the last time. Um, which is the exact answer I want. <laughs> what do you think is the hardest part of what I do for a living? Um, I would say, honestly, the, cr- the criticism that you get like in real time as soon as you post something and – your inability to really respond. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen how I've, she's kind of let me off a leash a couple times and I've gone after some people <laughs> like in the comments. Yeah. But like I would, I like interacting with people. He loves that. On that, like, especially if it's like a funny thing, like I'll sit there and respond to comments all day because I think it's hilarious. Yeah. But I will also respond to the shitty comments because I don't care. <laughs> Like I don't. If you want to try to make someone I care about feel bad, then I will bring your world to its knees. So I like that. And you can't. There's not a whole lot that you can do to hurt my feelings. Yeah, that's true. So I'll, I got all day. So if you want to go all day, we'll go all day. But that's that's the hardest part for me. Yeah. And I it would definitely be the hardest part for me if I was in your shoes dealing with it daily. Yeah. Um, I think for you, it's like managing. Um people that you might not always want to hang out with all the time in different forms, like when you go out in the field and like meet people that are a little hard to deal with. So like managing different type of people in real time, but also maintaining professionalism. Mm -hmm. And just in general, I would have a hard time being in an office all the time. I commend you on it. It's, it's, I would not do well. The one time I had a desk job, I fell asleep at my desk. It's just, I, I don't do well at it. And I think anyone that does, I think are incredible. Um, what would your younger self not believe about your life today? Good. Oh, that I like even have a platform and that I talk openly to people for a living. I was the shyest kid in the world growing up. I'm still like that shy kid in my internal body, but I've just pushed myself so far out of my comfort zone. The fact that I like do this for a living, my younger self would not even 
even be able to understand that. So I think that's pretty cool because if you if you were to tell my younger self what I do, they would be like, I could never do that. That's terrifying. So yeah. Well, what about you? Um, probably that I'm engaged and going to be married. To a hot dime. Yeah. <laughs> a hot dime? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Let's add that to the list of sayings. <laughs> um, a hot dime. Yeah, hot dime is just a piece of hot metal. <laughs> um, we were just talking about this not too long ago. My mom, for the longest time, I would always mess with her and be like, I'm never getting married. And I, I don't know if I truly believe that or if I was just trying to get on her nerves, but for the longest time, I mean, I just didn't see myself. I just didn't see myself getting married. So even if you asked me that two years ago. True. Like right before we met, I would... Been like, yeah, I don't think it's a little late in the game for me. I don't think it's going to happen. I would so. probably say the same thing. <laughs> I was, I'm shocked I'm engaged it, well. based on like how my life went like two years before this. Yeah. You I mean, know what I'm I saying? Was, I was traveling every week, all week. And I was like, I don't see this slowing down. And I don't see like me ever meeting someone on the road. Yeah. I'm definitely not on the road, but like, because when you get home from traveling, you're like, I just want to be home. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going out meeting people. So it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't think, I think this is going to be my life, me and Dixie for a while. It's not a bad life. No. Sorry to interrupt it. Um, okay. That was the episode. I think that game was fun. Did you like it? Yeah. I mean, there was a couple cards that were starting to cut a little deep and they didn't need to go that deep because it's just podcasts, not couples therapy. But um, I like to live. He likes to live on the surface. I'm just kidding. That's not true. I just like to have a good time, which is what I thought we said we were going to do. And then she's hit me with some of those cards. That's just the cards. What am I supposed to do? We can choose other cards. Okay. Let's end this off on share your favorite thing about Dixie. Now you're going to get me choked up. <laughs> I would say, my, okay, so my favorite thing is when she when she gets excited and her, she starts wiggling her ass and then her little nub tail is also like going in circles because it's, it's too much, it's too much of a nub to actually go back and forth. So it just kind of goes in circles. That's my favorite part or just really anything about her. Everything is I perfect. mean, she, she's been my girl for a long time. My favorite thing about her is how particular she is. You've raised her work. Like to be like you essentially, but just in the way that she fluffs the pillows exactly the way she wants them before she lies down or just in like how she likes to be fed immediately gets her probiotic as soon as she's done eating. Here's her perking up. She hears her name. So basically everything about her, but I just love how much of like, I just love her personality. I think she's perfect. That is the episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed that game. I will link it below because I think it's a fun one for everyone to have in their house. Um, make sure that you rate, subscribe, review. Um, give us five stars because I feel like we earned it, right? I didn't really, but <laughs> she definitely did. For sure. Okay. We love you. We're signing off. Um, until next time. Bye. See ya. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.